Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Hi, this is John Force, Funny Car Champ, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. Good stuff. Good evening, and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing. we got a great show for you tonight. Our guests include Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Logan Catellis, the winner of the Willie White Memorial, Matt Urey, the winner of the open four-cylinder featured duel at Pittsburgh, Howie Bayless has some excellent interviews from Jennerstown Speedway with Jeff and Josh Dunmire, Steve Cinco, and R.J. Delappi. Dave Oliveri has a nice interview with Cale Schwartzmiller. At Jennerstown Speedway, Kyle Burkholder was victorious in the Tanner Friedline Memorial. Tyler Dietz picked up the heat and the feature Saturday at Sharon, and Brett Utera continues his winning ways at Latrobe Speedway. Levi Yetter picked up his first career super late model victory this weekend at Marion Center Raceway. Started third and worked his way up to first. He thanked everyone that made it possible, his family, his crew, his sponsors. Just a class act and a really nice guy. The Peluso Roofing Sprint Car Spectacular took center stage at the action track on Saturday night. 79 sprint cars graced the pit area for the three-division sprint car races. There was extra money on the line for the Fast on Dirt Sprint Car Series, the Allegheny Sprint Tour 305 cars, while the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sprint Car Series distributed to their drivers over $15,000 in racing products, supplies, and gift certificates. This was on Manufacturer's Night, presented by MSD. On the track, A.J. Flick outran the 29-car field, collecting $5,000 in the process by winning the 30-lap Fast on Dirt Series main event. Jeremy Cornbaugh swept tonight in the Allegheny Sprint Tour 305 Sprint Car action. He had quick time as well as a heat win and the $2,000 check for the 20-lap feature. However, the race of the night belonged to Rush Sprint Car veteran John Mollick. He crossed back under an oncoming red-hot Blaze Myers coming out of turn four and won the drag race to the checkered flag, collecting his second Rush Series victory at Lernerville in a thrilling finish. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show, so sit back, relax, get yourself something to drink, and... uh, 
Enjoy the show. This is the Banker Bob Thought for this evening. If common sense was lard, I know a lot of people who couldn't even grease a pan. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, listeners, if you're just joining us, our first guest is Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, good evening. How are you? I'm doing very well, Don. How are you? I'm good. You know, for better part of my life racing at Pittsburgh, sprint cars were maybe on the schedule from time to time, but they have become a big part of the weekly, not weekly, but they have become a big part of the special events at the track. Yeah, we like having the sprint cars any opportunity that we do, and uh, or can rather. And that's whether it's the 410 wing sprint cars, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. Um, and through the years, we've had several different sanctioning bodies come through, whether it's Fast on Dirt, whether it's um, the Rush Wingless Sprint Cars, the Allegheny Sprint Tour 305s. And uh, I think we've even had some sort of variations of USAC sprint cars there in the past years, too. But uh, sprint cars are uh, a big deal for us. It's a big spectacle. People come to watch them when they show up. And it just so happens this Labor Day weekend, Saturday, September the 2nd, the last sprint car show of the season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway featuring the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series presented by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. 
You know, when people hear sprint cars, they think of uh, the present sprint cars today. But I like to give them a little history lesson on where sprint cars came from. At one time, back in the 50s and 60s, everybody were was racing super modifieds. Now, what was a super modified? Well, it was a chassis and a big motor and a roll cage, and that was pretty much it. It had a body on it, but uh, it was all homemade. And then sometime in the early 60s, Lou Blaney showed up at Greater Pittsburgh Speedway with a Trevis chassis. And that changed racing in Pennsylvania because it went from the, the homemade, they call them 30 by 90s at one time, to the sprint cars. It's what we have today. And Trevis Chassis was one of the pathfinders in this. So if you're a sprint car fan, just remember, they didn't always look like that. And they didn't always have wings. And they have developed to a point now where, like at Pittsburgh, What's a ballpark speed for a sprint car at Pittsburgh? Jack Soderman Jr. has a track record time at the Speedway. Uh, the average lap speed there is 152 miles per hour. That's average. So uh, Tim Schaefer told me when they're entering into one and entering into three on a track record pace, you're looking at about 160 miles per hour upon entry. Um, it's no joke. It's not for the, it's not for the faint uh, or the weary. It's it's serious, and uh, it's going to be serious on Saturday. It's, it, you just kind of hold your breath on. As the announcer, I'm up there holding my breath. We stage our safety crews outside of the speedway in case, God forbid, something were to happen. They're there quickly to respond. It's all hands on deck. It's a spectacle, uh, and, and it's, it's just exciting. It's edge-of-your-seat action, as Matt Miley would put it. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. It's definitely going to apply this Saturday. Well, you bring up two good, uh, good points. The, the safety crew, bar none, the best around anywhere. And the speeds, nice, wide, smooth track. So very seldom do you have the kind of a crash that you would think might be uh, the driver would be hurt real bad. But that's not the case because they have plenty of room to race. Yeah, and that's exactly it, too. 90 feet wide of racing surface all the way around the racetrack for the most part. Uh, and, and it's nice where if you are a seasoned veteran driver and you want to head to the top of the racetrack, you can. You can you can go up there. The drivers who are still gaining some seat times choose to come to the racetrack still uh, just to get some seat time because there's plenty of room to, to get around the racetrack. So there's not a huge increased chance of... of you know, getting into an incident there. The closing speed's very fast, but there's so much room, you're okay. So, uh, and the nice thing is, too, even the seasoned drivers, on any given night, you'll see them rolling right around the bottom, depending on how the track comes out. Uh, we watched Dan Kerriger last season for the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series show, head right to the bottom, pull the wing right back, and he was running right around the bottom, and that was the preferred line, and he dominated that race. I'm sure he's going to be one of the drivers to watch for this uh, Saturday coming up as well. Many years ago, when I was the on-track announcer, a fella came in from out of town. I don't know. I don't remember who he was, but apparently his home track was a quarter mile. And he came over to the blackboard and he blackboard and he looked around. And he says, "Oh my God, this is too big for me. I'm just going to watch tonight." And he never took his car off the trailer, and he got to respect him because that's a big track. Yeah, yeah, definitely not for the faint of heart. And um, 
It's, it's great. You know, it provides great racing. This past Saturday, it provided very great racing. Top to bottom, you can go as low as you wanted. You could go as high as you wanted. And drivers were everywhere, there and in between. And uh, that's kind of the nice thing, too. We plan to have that track in the exact same condition for this Saturday for the sprint car so they can have that same uh, input and, and go from there. So uh, it'll be cool to see how it plays out. It'll be cool to see who rolls into town. Last year for this event, we had over 22 drivers checked in to do battle. Um, I know A.J. Flick has already said that he's intending on being there because he's won the first two races there uh, this year, and he's going to look to bring the broom with him and try to sweep it up and win the third, too. So a little bit of extra money on the line with the Fast on Dirt series as well, so more incentive and more reason to be there. Yeah, and he just picked up the win at Lernerville uh, with the Fast series. Let's talk about the Willie White Memorial. Yeah, I just mentioned a little bit ago this past Saturday, very cool night of racing there at Pittsburgh. We had two really big races. It was the annual We Willie White Memorial presented by the Carnegie Beer Outlet. Uh, Tommy Sipin, Principal Boone really coming on board to really build that event up year in and year out. It was round number two of our Stephen W. Johnson Memorial Triple Crown Series for the Hobby Stocks as well. Uh, Steven Sheltman went into that race having won the first round of that Triple Crown, and uh, there was a $250 bonus up for grabs for him if he were able to double up. Unfortunately, though, Logan Catellus, unfortunately for Steven Sheltman, Logan Catellus had other plans. He came in and uh, picked up the win and got a win of his own in that Triple Crown series. So the third race is going to be the Josh Langer Memorial on Saturday, September the 9th, and it's going to be a really interesting race to see um, – you know, who's able to pick up a double-up bonus or if we're going to have a third different winner in that series, which could definitely happen. Uh, but ultimately, as you mentioned, we Willie White. That's why we were all there on Saturday was to remember we uh, Willie, a uh, longtime competitor at the Speedway, near and dear to so many. And I think we did a great job honoring his memory on Saturday. You couldn't help but like him. I uh, raced against him in the senior series, and uh, I have a funny story about Willie. I don't know how it happened, <clears throat> excuse me, but he was up at Lernerville, and he commented to Don Martin about how nice his jacket was, and like Don has done many times, he gave Willie a jacket. I don't think he took off the one he was wearing, but that happened on many occasions, and Willie wore that everywhere. And uh, it was one of his prized possessions. But what a good guy. I mean, he's always smiling. And uh, I don't know where he got the wee Willie White because he wasn't real small. He was just a regular guy. Yeah, I, I didn't know him, you know, admittedly. And, and, you know, in the in the case of Logan Catellus, he didn't know him either. But uh, it's great that we're still able to have a race like that in his memory. You hear the stories from the longtime drive, drivers, competitors, fans that have, going to, have been going to the Speedway for so many years. A lot of times you hear since the track opened in 79. And uh, and you still hear those stories. And, and it's good that we're able to continue to remember people like that because those are the drivers those are the people who help pave the way for what that track is today and, and for what waste racing in western pennsylvania is uh today as well well here's a little news nugget for you lloyd white was his dad and he ran the old coops and he'd generally win everywhere he uh was sponsored by a car dealership over on uh not Route 51, but the main drag coming off of 51. And Lloyd White, was he was amazing. I'll tell you how, how cool this family was. I was racing at Monduke Speedway, which is an export, and I just towed the car on the ground. It was a 37 Chevy. And uh, I broke an axle. And it's pretty far from 
Monduke Speedway back to Green, Greenfield where I lived, and they saw I had a problem. So what they did, they hooked his car to my truck, and they towed my car to Greenfield, and then we switched it back, and then they had to go from Greenfield to Baldwin. And you talk about a nice group of people. I mean, that car would still be there if they hadn't helped me. <laughs> no, it's always great. That's uh, just a really good indication of what the racing community is all about. At the end of the day, you know, you'll compete with one another on the racetrack. You might even disagree with one another or come to uh, an altercation or two, whether it's verbal, physical, albeit anything. But at the end of the day, if it comes to you two being pinned somebody from, against somebody from the outside, you two always have each other's back for the most part and willing to do anything that you can. So in this case, obviously, that's not the case, but it just shows you just how tight-knit our community of racers really are and how we take out care of one another and look out for one another. They're great people, and we need to take a break. Tyler and I will be back after these messages. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, fans, we're back. And, Tyler, I would like to talk about a recent road trip that you made with Blair Cress. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So uh, this past Friday night, actually, we went out to the Port Royal Speedway, uh, the Speed Palace out there in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Um, Everybody pretty much knows Port Royal. Uh, And the cool thing about Port is you've seen that track come from, uh, I don't want to say, crippling, uh, uh, I don't want to say a crippling place, but unfortunately the track was not in good condition uh, about 10, 15 years ago, and the fair board really got behind the promoter Steve O'Neill there. He built a good group of people, a great team, and he's helped build that track into what it is now, which is a top nationally uh, recognized dirt racing, and I would even say just racing in general facility. Uh, so I thought it might be a good opportunity to make our way out there to see how other tracks operate. And most importantly, meet with Lucas, uh, because it was that we were there for their uh, opening night of the Rumble by the River, uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series there. They had twin 25 laps, 5,000 win features. So we got to see uh, how Lucas kind of operates, um, and, and Blair kind of got to see that as well for himself. Uh, long conversations with uh, Rick Schwally, uh the series director of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and as well as well as some of the other uh, people that are involved with that group to help make that series so successful, and then also too, I can't thank the Port Royal Speedway staff enough for being so welcoming and generous with their time. Uh, Steve O'Neill took time to speak with us too. Uh, their promotional members like Earl Hoon Jr., their announcer, also took time to speak with us as well. And um, it's always good to have those kinds of contacts because you see what they were able to do and. 
you can kind of pick their brains a little bit, see why they do what they do, and, and see how it can apply to your local racetrack. So it's always good to make those connections, and, and where we were thrilled with it. And not to mention, we got to check out some great racing action over there at Port Royal. It's known as the sprint car area over there in central PA, but those late models and some of our local competitors who made their way out there know how to get around that place, and they make for a real nice show. Now, it's my understanding that the town or the community around the track is not a big one. No, I mean, it's like 700 members of it in their community. It's the third smallest county in all of Pennsylvania. So, and that kind of goes to show you the, the potential that Pittsburgh has, and, and not that it's not a, a great location and a, lo- a great facility as it currently stands, but the potential that it has to grow and increase Allegheny County, I believe it's the second largest county in all of Pennsylvania with what uh, you talked about 700 in Port Royal. We probably got, I don't know, 150,000, 200,000 in Pittsburgh. Uh, so we have plenty of opportunity there to, to pull from and to, um, to really, it's, it's really at that point too, it's, it's exposing people to, to our sport that have never heard of us, that don't know that we are right down the road from them in Imperial. So um, that's our considered effort for, for the next couple of years here is really to get entwined and involved with our community. We've made huge strides to doing that, and we're going to continue for the next coming years. A name uh, you sent me the interview, and we're going to play it in the show, that I'm not familiar with. I'd like to talk about Matt Yuri. Yeah, Matt is a competitor, a four-cylinder competitor. He came for the duel before the shootout for the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, that race presented by the Melinda Lynch Group. Um, they came in to have a race as a tune-up for the Sport Compact shootout coming up on Saturday, September the 16th. And uh, it was $500 to win, so a nice increased purse for our four-cylinders that night, but also an automatic starting position, a provisional for the Sport Compact shootout was on the line. Matt Urey, a uh, regular up at the Tri-City Raceway Park and was the points champion, if I'm not mistaken, up there as well. Uh, so definitely not a stranger to big half-mile racetracks. He came down, and he uh, i, I got to admit it, he put it to him, man. He, he had a phenomenal night of racing. He was flawless, and uh, someone was finally able to knock Kyle Janis off. Kyle Janis was looking for his sixth consecutive feature victory, but Matt Urey had none of it, and he went on to win the, uh, the big feature there. Logan Catellus picking up a win also, but I got a backstory with Logan Catellus. Uh, I always get texts and messages and emails, and I got one recently, and I hope I pronounced the guy's name right, Joe, what, okay, Joe Wosick. And uh, he said that back in the day, he used to uh, watch a lot of the races on the dirt up at Motordrome, but more recently, he's working with the Catellus team. So, uh, Logan, when you see Joe, and I said, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name, Tell him I said hi, and I always enjoy the messages from the listeners. You never know when somebody is going to contact you, and you never know the reason. And I enjoy that. I really like that. Yeah, Joe's a great guy. Um, I've come to know him pretty well. He's much there every single week at Pittsburgh to, to watch the, the races, and he recently got pretty close with the Catellus family there, started helping them out. Um, Joe's unfortunately going through some, some medical problems, and uh, we're always thinking of them, always praying for them. So, Joe, if you're listening, uh, you know, you're always in our thoughts and always in our hearts, and we're, we're right alongside this thing with you, buddy. But uh, Joe's one of those prime examples of the just the, the most tremendous fans that pass through our gates at Pittsburgh. 
he's one of the prime examples of him. Just a passionate, fun-loving guy. He loves coming every week, and then he decided to get involved with the racing program, with the racing team, and he, he took it upon himself to join with the Catellises. So good family, too. We talked about the Catellises a lot. They're a great family, and that's uh, a good fit for, for the two parties. Well, now I have to. You're like a social butterfly. How did you get to know Joe? He always sits in the same spot every week with his back right up against the press box there at Pittsburgh. So uh, you can kind of just get on a first-name basis. Hi, Joe. Hi, Tyler. And um, his girlfriend is right alongside him every single week as well, too. Um, so after passing him, I mean, you come up down there in bleachers six, seven times a night, if not more. You, you kind of get familiar with the people. So uh, it, it uh, just kind of happens naturally, and, and, and it's, just, it's just kind of how it all developed. I love a feel-good story, and that's definitely a good one. Okay, uh, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Well, we have a lot of big races still to come this season. The month of September is just absolutely jam-packed with racing. Nine different divisions will be gracing the surface of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, Everybody can view our schedule at ppms.com. I'll just give a quick rundown, though. Uh, Free military first responder night on uh, Saturday, September the 9th. Uh, as part of the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Stock Invitational. So all uh, current veteran military members, uh, any branch, and then also first responders, whether you're a nurse, nurse practitioner, doctor, anybody on the front line of emergency medical services, police, firemen, EMTs, so long as you have proper identification, come enjoy a night of racing on the house, on us. We'd love to have you out there. Just a small token of our appreciation for what those men and women do for us on a, on a, on a daily basis, on a yearly annual basis, too. Uh, also mentioned Saturday, September the 16th, the Sport Compact Shootout. We're also going to go topless that night as well for the Rush Late model. So the topless 20 is back. We, we love going topless about once a year there at Pittsburgh, and the Rush Late models will be going topless that night uh, with the PA Thunder and Durst Vintage Modifieds joining that card as well. Uh, championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, and that will also feature the Crescendo for the Rush Sports and Modifieds. We're going to have a nice uh, race for the Rush Sports and Modifieds that night. I think right now it's 6.50 to win, $75 to start. We'll qualify hot lap, fast dash, and a 15-lap A-main feature, uh, the uh, Rush Sports and Modifieds on that night. And it's the final night of points, which we have a few divisions of cars that have really close points battles, including the aforementioned Rush Late models and the hobby stocks. So it's going to be interesting to see how close it comes down to on the 23rd. And then, of course, the Pittsburgher, the big weekend. That's what we're planning for. We have tons of news ready to come out this week regarding the Pittsburgher. Uh, the tickets are on sale for that event right now at ppms.com. But Friday, September the 29th, you heard that correct. It's Friday, September the 29th. We have night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial, plus our regular racing divisions. And then Saturday, September the 30th, it's the 35th annual Pittsburgher, presented by Big River Steel, 30000 to win. The final four drivers in the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Championship points get decided at Pittsburgh before they head to Eldora for the Dirt Track World Championship. So the second biggest race on the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series schedule, we have it right in your backyard in Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. So it doesn't get much bigger than that. So you're going to want to be there. You're going to want to come to Pittsburgh and check out the Pittsburgher this year. A lot of great races coming up, Tyler. As usual, an excellent report. I want to thank you. Thank you, Don. We always appreciate the time and look forward to seeing everybody through the gates of Pittsburgh uh, in the month of September. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? 
Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. He's climbing out of the car. He's going to head up top, ladies and gentlemen. Confetti in the air. Let's hear it for Logan Gutelis. Long time no speak. Yeah, this car's uh, really been fast. And uh, i seen that cushion there in the race before. Uh, Brandon uh, Bragoon was running it, so I just thought I'd run it in one and two. And I guess it was the fastest. Late model hobby stock, same thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely not afraid of it up there in turns one and two. Not too many people ventured up there. A lot of people sticking to the bottom, but not in three and four. You knew that low line was the line to be. Yeah, the high side in one and two and definitely the low side in uh, three and four. I knew when I was running low in three and four, I was gaining ground on them that I could run the top over here and just, it was really awesome. Kind of shades of last week with yourself and Sheldon. You two have been going at it all year long. The points race is coming to a close here as the season draws to a close. You're closing in on that points lead of Sheltman. And tonight, too, you make yourself eligible for a double-up bonus here for round number three on September 9th. Yeah, we're looking forward to that race in a few weeks. And uh, Steven's awesome race with a uh, good competitor. More fun with uh, more competitors, and just uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that in two weeks. Let's talk about the importance of winning a race in honor of Wee Willie White, a longtime racer here at the Speedway, loved by many. Yeah, I know he was a you know always here. I'm sure my pap and dad always raced with him and always around. It's an honor to win this race. People, you want to thank for help getting you back to victory lane tonight. Uh, none of this would be po- be possible without my uh, dad and pap. Uh, my girlfriend Haley, uh, my mom, all my brothers, Cody's and Sharon right now. Good luck to him. Um, my Aunt Lori com- coming out, Uncle Jack, uh, everyone there, uh, Melissa, just everyone staying there, Ray's over there, uh, Joe, and uh, Hoods Up Quick Lube, Drew's Auto Service, uh, Royal Purple, Top Carolina, Auto Oil, and just all the fans. What do you think? Two more weeks. It's a Josh Langer Invitational on Free Military and First Responder Night. You going to double up? Yeah, I hope so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time for tonight's feature winner. Let's hear it for Logan Catellis. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000-to-win showcase. 
On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendren Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. He's out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear for tonight's feature winner in the Crawford Auto Repair. Open four cylinders. It is Matt Yuri. You've been here before, but I'll tell you again for 2023. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Thank you. It was a fun trip for my first time down this year. Yeah, absolutely. You made the most of it here. Not only do you win a, a, an extra $500, courtesy of the Melinda Lynch Group, with the uh, duel before the shootout, but an automatic provisional for the Sport Compact shooting out coming out here in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's what I came down for. I'm hoping to make it in a couple weeks. You're not a stranger to half-mile racetracks. You race out of Tri-City Raceway Park. You're the points leader out there. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the difference between the two racetracks. Uh, this one's definitely a lot faster. It's, I mean, it's a lot bigger. Well, it worked out for you. You know, you got it here in Victory Lane and uh, came pretty natural to you. So what do you think? you prefer these big half-miles or uh, it seems like it's right up your fancy? Yeah, I like going fast and I prefer, prefer going on half-mile or bigger tracks. So... People you want to thank for getting you here to Victory Lane tonight. Uh, Griffin Collision, uh, B-Man Direct, Venango Notary, Tynesta Builders, Appliance Pros, uh, Total Lawn Care by Evan, uh, myself, my family, my kids, uh, just everybody. SM Performance, I just left his dyno this morning and came straight here. So I blew my motor up last week at Lernerville and then raced Tri-City last week with a cracked head and placed that yesterday and went to get dynoed and came here today. Not a bad time for the first of my first night out on a new motor. Yeah, no, I was happy. I wasn't expecting it to run as good as so I'm happy. Well, he's definitely going to be one to watch here to this year for the Sport Compact Shootout coming up on September the 16th. But ladies and gentlemen, one more time for tonight's feature winner. Let's hear it for Matt Yuri. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Brown. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Skarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot and we get pictures from them for specific racing events and we thank all these people for their wonderful work. Up next is some Victory Lane interviews with Eric Westendorf at Lernerville Speedway.
flag stand. AJ Flick will get the five knuckle shuffle from Dan Hunkley. 25 laps in, five laps to go with $5,000 on the line. Laney still second, Smith still third, Schaefer fourth, Matt Barnum fifth. That's been your top five the whole way. We've gone green to lap 26 after a couple non-starts. Fantastic season here at Lernerville Speedway. $5,000 payday for A.J. Flick here in the Palusto Roofing Sprint Car Spectacular. Dale Blaney second, the Kunkletown Kid, Ryan Smith in third, Tim Schaefer fourth, and Matt Farnham fifth. We're going to head down to Terry Bowser excavating Victor Lane once again to talk to tonight's feature winner, A.J. Flick. A.J. Flick has a checkered flag in his hand. Coming around now to the front of the car. How about a big hand for your Peluso Roofing Sprint Car Spectacular. $5,000 A-Main winner. Complete chaos, A.J. Flick. A.J., I feel like you more than I talk to my wife. Uh, first off, special thanks to all these guys behind the flag stand here for paying their money to come watch me five grand today. So uh, I appreciate it. All you fans that stuck around and hung out for these races, I, it means a lot. I, I was really uh, scratching my head back in the pit area before this feature started, and I wasn't real sure uh, if we had the car to compete. Um, put it on its lid. Put it on its lid last Friday, and we went nonstop 30 laps. It's just a testament to everybody that races with us and uh, the quality of cars that are on the speedway. So you're crew sponsor everyone that makes it possible yeah for sure uh, my mother father for their constant support my girlfriend ashley i appreciate all you guys everybody that helped out on the crew today uh dan dave uh joe hopefully you brought uh your wife down here too or else you're going to be getting yelled at but everybody over there so i appreciate all the help um obviously ferguson heating and air conditioning by maintenance service uh Dave and Tracy couldn't be here today. They're on vacation celebrating her, or her birthday in Nashville. Hopefully they're having a good time. I know they'd have a good time being here too. But uh, Worthington Industries, Jimmy, if you're watching, thanks for all your help. Uh, J.D. Byrider. And, again, seriously, I know we've been up here a lot. But for all you fans, it's a lot. Um, I don't think you guys understand how awesome it is to race in front of people that care for you, cheer for you, look up to you. And all the kids that we get to meet down here sign autographs for, whether it's a good day or a bad day on the So, 
eight wins this season. This was 5000 Next time we'll be here, $50,000 on the line. Are you looking forward to the High Limit Series Commonwealth Clash? To be, I know what answer you want to hear, but honestly, I'm not. I mean, my stuff's all lapped out, so I'm going to have to call around and see if I could find some sort of motor to run. We're, we're just limited. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a heck of a good year for us, but, I mean, parts availability has still been down since COVID. So um, I'm going to be here. i got to figure out how and what I'm going to be using, but we'll figure something out. So congratulations on another feature win. Enjoy it. A big $5,000 payday for your seven-time Lunarville track champion, AJ Flick. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and Night 2 of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, race fans. Right now we're going to grab a word with the true legend of the Jennerstown Speedway, Mr. Jeff Dunmire, former NASCAR Northeast Regional Champion, and his son, Josh, who is leading the points going into this weekend in the Pro Stock Series. Welcome to Rapping on Racing, gentlemen. Hi. Glad that you have us. Hello. Now, Jeff, you've done every aspect of racing. You started racing when your dad was racing. So you kind of had your dad as the guide. Your dad retired, and you came over to the asphalt, hooked up with the Brunings, and it's just a legacy there. You made the 07, the blue and white 07, the car to beat in the Northeast. Now you've retired, and you got your son, who's carrying on the Dunmire legacy. What's it like switching roles now instead of being the young gun, the old wise one? Well, I tell you, when I when I rode, drove for Brunings, I know... I showed up with my helmet and fire suit Saturday night and Friday motordrome, and all I had to do was drive. They did all the work and everything. So as far as any knowledge I had for setting up or anything, there's none. Um, starting with Josh, and now he's driving, and I'm helping do all the work. Uh, I understand it from that side a little more now, but, uh, yeah, I'd rather be in his shoes than mine. <laughs> Does it make you appreciate the deal that you had with the Brunings, I mean, you know, they needed a driver, and you needed a ride, and it just seems like it was the ultimate marriage. I mean, a ton of success. You set the record at one point for the most wins in western Pennsylvania on asphalt in one season. You picked up a NASCAR Northeast Regional Championship. Big wins. I mean, when you teamed up with the Brunings back in the late 80s, did you ever think of anything like that? 
Absolutely not. Now, now that we're doing this with Josh, I, I really appreciate what I had with the Brunings because, yeah, the, the work that they spent, the time, the money, everything that went into it, yeah, I appreciate that a whole bunch more now than I did then. We were just racing. That's just what we did. And, Josh, you were a little kid back when your dad climbed aboard that Napa Auto Parts, and uh, it was the Bruning Bookkeeping 07. And one thing, your grandfather was number 06. Your dad was 07. And we were all kind of surprised that when you started, you didn't take it to the next level in the 08. But you said, listen, when your dad's Jeff Dunmire, there's no shame in being an 07. You got that right. I have the best teacher in the world. And this is actually your second foray into weekly racing. Um, back in the early 2000s, you were a force to be reckoned with in the street stocks. And um, it's just something. I, I don't know why. I can never get out of my mind. When I think of Dunmire's, I think of powder blue and white, Chevrolet's, and 07. Best colors there are. <laughs> yes. Yep. Easy to see. <laughs> and, and what's it like carrying on that family tradition? I mean, you were a little kid, you and your brother uh, Chad, up in the stands, and you probably got tired. I, I can hear you going, we got to go to Victory Lane again, Mom. <laughs> yeah, definitely made a bunch of trips to there. But you didn't shy away from the fact you are a Dunmire. Like I said, you want everybody to know that Jeff is your dad by doing the 07 and keeping on that legacy and how hard is it i mean like i said you started working a little bit on the cars and then your dad started doing the hooter pro cup series and you started with the street stock so you never actually was like a weekly crew guy were you no nope not at all my brother did most of the work and we had a good buddy or two that helped us out in the garage so what was it like i mean just the pressure of being Jeff Dunmire's son, jumping in a race car in a street stock where, I mean, that's where your dad made a name for himself. 34 wins in one year. That's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, my, yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, words can't explain it. And what's it like now? You know, you're having a great year, um, six wins, which I know going into tonight, which I know six oh six was your grandfather's number. Um, I got to ask you, if you get two more wins and end up with eight in a championship, is this car going to be 08 next year? No, sir. No, sir. Can't change the roots. And what's kind of cool is, you know, I don't know if you remember when your dad came with the Brunings. I don't think your grandfather was really involved in that car. But do you remember your dad running dirt at all and your dad and grandfather racing against each other? No, not really. I mean, I remember Dad practicing on the right-of-way at the junkyard with the dirt car. We rode with him a couple times in that, but other than that, not not too much, no. And this is something that you and your dad kind of bond together on. Your brother, who went and opened up a successful business, Kenny Barbecues, and, uh, you know, here you are keeping that Dunmire name in Victory Lane at Jennerstown. And what, what kind of pride is it knowing that you're third-generation winner here? Oh, I love it. I mean, I got some really big shoes to fill, but... We'll do our best. <laughs> now, what's it like when you have a legend such as your dad on your crew? And, I mean, you know, you pull in and he's over there giving you driver advice. Is it like the normal father son? Yeah, go away, old man. I'm, I'll get this done. <laughs> no, no, not at all. He don't, yeah, 
He's, he's still Jeff Dunmire, and he'll smack you around. You got that right, yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, Jeff, have you ever – I know you haven't been in a car probably in about, what, eight years, ten years. You ever thought about just jumping in for a set of hot laps? No, I don't need to do that. I'll, uh, that'll hook me back into it, so I'm better off just doing what I'm doing. How about dad and lad racing? That'd be fun. <laughs> Josh, can you get another car together? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We'll work on that this winter. <laughs> I think a lot like my dad when he started to run the dirt car in the Semolates back in the days. Boy, I can race on what you're throwing away. Well, there you go, Dad. Do it. And he did, and he beat me. And then he sold it the next day. So, uh, yeah, I see that. I think that sometimes. Oh, my gosh. But it's a different time, that's for sure. And this is a question for both of you. You mentioned you drove, you drove the street stock and had a lot of success, and you understood those cars. But when you started getting into these chassis cars back, you started in the chassis car, I want to say around 92 or 93, you guys started in what was the old pro stock division. Could you take anything you learned there and pass it on to your son? I, I'm, again, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything at Brunings. They watched what I did. We looked at the sheets, what the car was doing, and they adjusted it. As far as me saying, oh, we need to adjust this or do that, I was just a monkey hanging on. So, yeah, they were doing the brain work of it. Now, who's doing the brain work here? Dad and yeah. Brian and Mark Cole. Yeah. And I, My brother-in-law, Nathan, my wife. Yep. It takes a team. And that's one thing. It's not, you know, it's kind of... Nostalgic because there, are, besides Jeff being around the 07, there are some of the old Bruning crew around. Yes, there is. Yep, Brian Roy. Yep. Now we need the old ramp truck to show up, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go see Orlo for that. Yeah, and we got Brad King Cole's brother. That's Mark Cole. Okay. He's he's the brains of the outfit. He keeps us keeps us focused. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead now and thank all the Dunmire Motorsport sponsors currently and um you know looks like you're leading the points a very close battle between you and will hemminger and uh it's kind of ironic i mean you know third generation drivers battling out for a championship and what would it mean to be the one to win the championship josh oh it would mean the world that would be so great makes all the hard work pay off at the end speaking of paying let's go ahead and thank those sponsors uh, J&B Winery from Carlsbad, that's the Brunings, um, Kingston Supply, Redefined Chiropractic, Skinny's Barbecue, Poji Family Practice, Mel's Restaurant, Holloway Construction, Somerset Reynolds, Piles Concrete, Dare to be Different, and uh, Griff's Tire. Well, race fans, again, we want to thank Jeff and Josh Dunmire for their time, and good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, race fans. This is Howie Bayless, and right now we're going to grab a word with the defending Charger champion at the Jennerstown Speedway. But tonight, we're paying homage in the Charger division to his son, Tanner Friedline, who we lost oh, a couple years ago in 2020, three years, coming up on three years, and tonight... The Chargers are doing a special in honor of Tanner, and Steve, it, it has to make you feel good knowing that tonight 
your division, which you're the defending champion of, but this is the division that Tanner got started in and had a lot of success. The Chargers are headlining the races tonight and racing in honor of Tanner. Yeah, this is something really special. Um, we've... We want to have this every year. We had it last year. This year is a little more special. We have a little more preparation and a lot of special things going on for all the drivers. Every driver is going to get something special tonight for participating. And that was one thing that Tanner was very adamant about. He always wanted to make sure that everybody who participated got some sort of reward. And he was very adamant. Like, you know, he started out as a crew guy, then he got the opportunity to drive. And... He took a lot of pride in the fact that you were winning races back then when he was crewing on your car. And when you gave him the opportunity to get behind the wheel of a car, he excelled. And like I said, tonight we're paying homage to Tanner, and it's going to be a beautiful event. Yeah, he uh, his first year he won four features, and he was second in the state of Pennsylvania for Rookie of the Year. He came in second in the whole state of Pennsylvania. He was a natural and if he was here today, he would be in this car instead of me, and I'd be crewing for him. And one thing with Tanner was he wasn't just a um, stock car enthusiast. He raced uh, motorbikes and had some success down to the late trip speedway. Yes, he, uh, he actually was leading in points and one year in the dirt bikes, and he took a week off to go elk hunting with his brother. And he lost the championship because he missed a race. But, yeah, he was a natural no matter what he drove. What's it like? I know this was something that you guys did as a family. Your wife heavily involved. Uh, Tanner was involved. Your daughter, um, Jenny, she was sponsoring the cars and, and all that. And what's it like continuing on without the key person, Tanner, who was involved in driving, working on them, and just about every aspect of it. He's, he's missed greatly. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I wish he could be here to see all this. He's, he's missed by not only us, but a lot of people in the pits. He was friends with everybody. Everybody in the pits loved him, and he could walk up to any pit and just, he was laughing and joking, and he, everybody in these pits loved that guy. I still remember whenever uh, you guys came down, and you actually bought a car off of uh, off of us, and that was Tanner's first uh, Charger, and where he had a lot of success, and and just the the look on his face, the smile that when he knew that his racing was going to become a reality, and and I will give you this, you, you guys made Tanner work for what he had. You didn't just hand it to him, say here's a car. You made him learn how to work on a car before you guys put him behind the wheel. Oh yeah, he. Uh he was just as involved as I was as and working on him. And when he switched from an open motor, a crate motor, him and Levi Sheeler put that motor in. I I supervised, but yep, they did they did all the work. It wasn't no there was no gimmies with him. He did he worked on everything. And let's talk for a minute about the number seven. That was Tanner's number on the stock cars, and he incorporated into his motorcycle when he was one oh seven. And tonight. Um, seven's going to be playing a factor in the uh, Charger special. Yeah, we, our normal laps are 15 laps. So at 15 laps, we're going to throw competition caution, and whoever's leading on lap 15 is going to receive $107 for leading that lap. That was his motorcycle number. And then we're going to have a seven-lap shootout, and we're going to pull um, envelopes, 
and we're going to see if we're going to invert the top seven or not invert the top seven. So it's going to be a crapshoot. Do you run for the $107 or do you hang back and hope they invert? So it's going to be interesting tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. And one thing, uh, it's kind of cool, but I can tell you one thing I knew about Tanner. There was no holding back with him. He was always wide open. Oh, yeah. It, I remember this was before his first win. He started right behind Jason Pritz, and I'll never forget this. They were going into three and four, and Tanner was a little impatient, and he dove right in there, and I said, he's going for the win. Well, it ended up both of them got wrecked, and he felt terrible because he, you know, like I said, he was a little impatient until he, he learned a little bit. But now he learned really quick, but, yes, he was very aggressive, but he was clean. How big would it be for you to win tonight in honor of your son? I've, I I didn't sleep last night, and um, yeah, it, this would this would be big. Scotty Mitchell won it last year, and you know I'm I, I would love to win this thing this year. I haven't, I don't have a win under my belt this year yet because we started off we were terrible, and I don't know what it was, but we finally got this car up to what it was last year. So a win would be something really special. Well, race fans, be sure to keep your eye on the Tanner J. Freeline Memorial Charger tonight. Thanks for your time, Steve. Thank you, Howie. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and we're over in, in the, the gun pit. With And uh, so you're familiar face. I've watched this young man grow up. Uh, he just told me he's going to be 16 in three days, and it seems like I, I can't believe you're going to be 16, and it, it just seems like you were five years old. You know, it seems like not too long ago. But the person we're talking to is Kale Schwartzmiller, and Kale Schwartzmiller is the son of Bob Schwartzmiller, and uh, he's been racing for probably since he's five, a lot of go-kart stuff, and as we know in life, some things change, and his aspiration was always to to get into a crate late model or a super late, but uh, as he's getting older, he's put the go-karts behind, and we just saw a release on social media that obviously it's your dad's old car but uh, in, the, in the immediate future we're going to have uh, I guess I don't know if it's going to be the 28S, the 28C or just the 28 you know, out and eventually turning some laps to get used to this particular type of car 
Yeah, so uh, it'll still be the 28S, uh, keeping number and everything all the same. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, just finished the car and got it uh, wrapped by Animal Graphics. Did a great job, just got that done this past week. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to get out in there and uh, get some seat time before we uh, actually get any races in. So we're planning on testing at Marion Center here in the coming week. Uh, so just really looking forward to it. I, I think the thing that I've, I've noticed most is I've, I've noticed your growth spurt. And from the days that you could barely touch the pedals in the go-kart, now you know, you're into a full-size you know, crate late model. It's going to be probably exciting, but at the same point, something that probably a little bit nervous. Yeah, definitely nervous, but uh, very, very excited for it. Um, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to race late model since since I got into karts. Uh, and, you know, luckily my dad had, uh, towards the end of his career, he bought a late model for the, the aspect that he knew I wanted to get once and he wanted to have one already. So, uh, yeah, I am. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, definitely nervous, but uh, I feel like that is with every race. You know, you get out there, you get nervous, but once you're in the car, all those nerves go away. So I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it's kind of ironic because your background is something that's in the go-karts and you're young. Then we, we kind of go back to a, a step back. You know, a good friend of yours, Timmy Schaefer, you know, Hall of Fame sprint car driver. You know, three years ago, he ventured into a, a crate late model, too. And even though he's a Hall of Famer and has, you know, tens of thousands of laps around speedways, you get into something that you're not familiar with. It's really is the difference of black and white. It, it's it's undaunting. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, I ran carts for a lot of the years, like I said, and, you know, I definitely do think it's going to be a, a, a very large learning curve uh, coming from the carts into the crate late model. I know a lot of guys that have had success uh, making that transition, but uh, I just hope that that correlates to me as well, and uh, I hope we definitely find some early success early on in the in my career with the late model. Um, obviously, it's going to take a, a good bit of time to uh, make that happen, but yeah, I'm just like I said, really looking forward to it. I, I think probably one of the things you're going to probably be the biggest adjustment to will be the speed. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, go karts. I, I ran a lot of go kart races, but I think the fastest I ever run was maybe. 50 mile an hour, 55, something like that. So uh, definitely going to be a big change going from, you know, a go-kart at that speed to now racing a, a crazy late model at 90, 95 miles an hour. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think that's going to be a big transition, but uh, I'm looking forward to tackling that. Your dad sometimes is hard on you, and, and this is something that you wanted to do, and, you know, he reached out and said, okay, if you want to do this, you know, we can't do it all ourselves. You know, he's in some different business ventures right now with the trucking company and uh, your, your situation where you went out there and you got all your sponsors. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys, uh, new people come on this year and uh, and support us. So, you know, I'd thank each and every one of them. Uh, I have to thank my dad first off. Uh, he does everything he can for me. Uh, he, he supports me no matter what. Uh, I have to thank SRI, uh, Sand Transmissions, k and Ideal Truck, uh, Bridgeville Automotive, Kyle Lucon Racing and Lucon Fab, uh, Automo of Western PA, Mike Neely Resellers, uh, Jimmy Zarin and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Uh, they're offering a lot of help to us. Uh, Steel City Mower and Plow, Elodie Excavating, uh, Randig Towing, 
Lockhart Raceway along with uh, Kevin's Lawn Care. So I have to say a big thank you to all of uh, those people that have come on this year. And uh, thank you to everyone that supported me over my race career. If it wasn't for Sylvan Easler of Alternative Power Sources 10 years ago, said you want to start kart racing, I would never be where I am today. So I have to thank everyone that supported me. Uh, my my dad, my mom, my sister, uh, all my sponsors over the years. So just a huge thank you to all of them. It was great. You, know, you got some, I guess, or we we're about their official brother-in-law, Chad, you know, with Scott and Jake. And, you know, then you got the Kamikers, you got Timmy Schaefer, you got the Zarens. And, you know, Zarens, Logan's path is similar. I remember when he first started out, it was, you know, you make mistakes, but that's how you grow. Hopefully they're not too big, but at the same point, you know, where will you... If when the day comes, then it's going to probably be practice sessions this year. Uh, will you race close to home, like in Pittsburgh or going to Marion Center? Uh, we haven't quite made that decision yet. Uh, just for the remainder of this year, we want to get some seat time and uh, get get a feel for the car. Uh, so I believe we're going to test at Marion Center here in the coming week, and then uh, we haven't quite made the call where we're going to race yet. We know we definitely want to try out Marion Center, uh, Pittsburgh when when the opportunity uh, presents itself the Trobe different tracks like that so uh we're we're gonna test the water a little bit see where we enjoy it see where we like it and uh, make a decision from there well kale it's always nice to see young people come into the sport and through a, a situation where you grow from uh, you know the carding you know we have like you know so many people like aj flick you know some good at the sprint cars you know some now are going to you know like colt walters went to the modifieds and you know, a lot of you guys now are jumping into the, you know the, the crates and just you know if, if the finances work out sometimes you know super late. Well, we myself and Don back in North Carolina wish you continued success in testing and uh, we'll keep an eye out on that 28s wherever track it's at this year. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. 
The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, fans. This is Howie Bayless, and right now we're going to grab a word with the driver. He'll drive just about anything. From a dirt super late bottle to an asphalt four cylinder and everything in between, we're now joined by the pimp, the legend, RJ. RJ, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Well, thank you for welcoming me. Hey, RJ, this year, you and your own team made the move up into a dirt late model. But seems like on Saturday night, you come to where your racing career started at the Jennerstown Speedway, and you run the modified, the four-cylinder. What do you like better, asphalt or dirt? Dirt, for sure. It's a lot more talented guys there, and it just a lot harder racing, and if you drive up the side of somebody on accident, they don't come down crying to you. It's just a lot better racing on dirt. Now, you've been running the dirt car. This is, what, the second full season in a dirt late model. You made the move up to Supers. What's it like going from a four-cylinder to an 800-horsepower-plus car motor? You can't even compare it. Uh, four-cylinder, you're just crawling in them. And then uh, super late, it just, it's stupid the amount of power they give you to them things. And uh, there's so many options that you have to change and try new things, and it's just never-ending in the super late. Do you think it helps or hurts jumping from car to car to car? I think it might help. It keeps you well-rounded and balanced. And, um, I mean, I can't really say too much because I'm still coming up through the dirt world right now trying my best. And, uh but I, I think it helps jumping between asphalt and dirt because whenever the tracks slip slick off on dirt, it just it's almost like you have to drive it like an asphalt car. You got to keep it really straight, keep your head balanced, be smooth, and uh, that really helps me with my roots on asphalt for whenever it gets slick on dirt. And what about going from a narrow tired car to a big tire? Um, I can't really compare anything because like uh, you go from. 350 horsepower to 900 you're you can't really compare it you know now your dad was a dirt racer ray delapi but he had a lot of success on asphalt in the pa legacy series and you're carrying on that family tradition of being diverse when it comes to your racing what is your ultimate goal um ultimate goal was just to win some races in the super late um definitely a lot more of a challenge on dirt to do that uh just the amount of money that some guys have tied up in this and the talent and the years and you know whenever you roll into a track and you got chubb frank he's been racing longer than i've been alive well longer than i've been alive and you know you're trying to line up with them kind of guys and just trying to learn everything new it's just it's a struggle when they decide to switch over to the dirt versus your progression you start on the asphalt you went from a four-cylinder to an asphalt modified and had success along the way a lot of success but you just up one day and you went and bought a crate late mile well it all started um, just some issues on the asphalt track just the general manager and uh 
my dad didn't see eye to eye. And so we just decided going the dirt route was a better uh, decision just because you could hit all kinds of different tracks. You weren't stuck on one track, not with the same people. Tensions weren't really able to flare on dirt. You're always somewhere new, and it just made it a lot easier to run dirt. And right now, like I said, you come here and run fast with your asphalt car and not, I don't want to say struggle, but learning the dirt. And what do you think has been your greatest accomplishment so far on the dirt? Um, man, that's a tough one. Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, like, if you look at it, it don't look like a really accomplished much, but uh, the guys that I'm running with, like, I, I tried the tour series with ULMS and, um, I think my greatest accomplishment with that was making the feature. It sounds kind of stupid. That's I think that's my best accomplishment. But whenever you roll into a track and there's 35, 40 cars and they only take 23, 24 cars, I mean, that's kind of an accomplishment. So uh, I'd say that's probably one of my accomplishments, making a feature with a tour series. RJ, now's a chance for you to go and thank everybody who helped make your racing possible. Um, i got to give a huge thanks to Total Mobility, my dad, um, my sister and everybody for supporting me. Um, Doug Glesser for always just being there for stupid questions I have. On-time body and graphic. Uh, Mark McClellan just helps me out tremendously. And he's really, uh, I want to say, the brains of the operation behind it right now. Just guiding me through and keeping my head straight and not letting me get down on myself. And uh, got to thank Braun Ability. Um, uh, the, let me think here. Lago Investigations, uh, Bud's Auto Sales, ILO Auto Body, and I believe that's all the sponsors. Race fans, be sure to keep an eye on RJ Delapi. You never know what he'll show up or what he'll be driving. Thanks for your time, RJ. Thank you. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. 
I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive. And RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rappin' on Racing. And I thank them. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Sports Talk Show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, 
Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all, stand.